and I think that more more women should jump on the bandwagon and uh, tap into the amazing power of the internet. This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. Picture yourself spending four weeks with other high level entrepreneurs in the northern mountains of Thailand this coming October and November 2017. It will be full of masterminds, workshops, advisors, like minded entrepreneurs and of course some fun adventure. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to Apply at theentrepreneurhouse.com. On today's episode, we are joined by the powerhouse entrepreneur and founder of 40 Plus Style, Sylvia Van de Loch. Sylvia is a huge proponent of both female entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that are over the age of 40. She started her blog, 40 Plus Style, and has grown it to have 33,000 monthly subscribers and 500,000 monthly visitors. Today, Sylvia shares how she did this, how she monetizes her blog, and how she uses Facebook to stay connected in communication with her community. She's quite inspirational and was a pleasure to have on the show. And check it out because it's a great podcast with an incredibly experienced entrepreneur. And with that, let's welcome Sylvia to the show. Welcome, Sylvia, to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. Where are you calling in from today? I'm in Singapore. Very hot. <laughs> so, Silvio, we want to jump into the podcast and get to know you as an entrepreneur. So, if you don't mind, just kind of sharing your backstory with us. Yeah, sure. I'm Silvia. I am a 50 pluser entrepreneur. Ah. Um, and I'm emphasizing that because I tend to be one of the older people in the entrepreneur crowd usually. Um, and I started my blog 40 plus style when I was 45 years old. And I wanted to really create a blog, a business, uh, you know, location independent business for myself and around something that I really loved. And it took me a while to find it. But when I finally discovered, hey, I like talking about fashion and I like talking about style and I like make women feel better about themselves. When I finally discovered that, it's like, wow, this this was really, you know, what I wanted to do. So because I did a little bit of trial and error before, actually that site took off quite quickly. It now has uh, around 500,000 unique visitors per month. It's my full-time income and job, basically, well, if you call it a job, um, I do um, courses, I earn uh, affiliate commissions, do advertising, and I just opened up a membership site. And I, I like to do my little part to uh, to empower women, uh, to make them feel better about themselves. And I know I do that through style, which might see a little bit, you know, be a little bit um, superficial. But I feel that it is important that uh, when you feel good about yourself, you can actually achieve more. I've actually also set up a new site, which is called 40 Plus Entrepreneur, where I also want to empower more older women, women over 40, to take life into our own hands, set up their own businesses. Um, that is still very much in its infancy because I've just been so busy with uh, getting 40 plus style off the ground and outsourcing more and setting up systems and everything. Um, 
but uh, that that is something that I would love to spend more time on as well. I, th- I think that's really inspirational because there's not a ton of female entrepreneurs out there. And I'm really inspired by the ones that go out and swim upstream to create a business for themselves. And it's also cool that you're empowering other women to do that because I think that's a, a movement and a shift that the world really needs. Yeah, well, I think so too because I, I find that women don't even realize how many opportunities there are. And I see so many of them struggling with, you know, low wages or, you know, retirement. But there are actually so many opportunities online if you just know what to do. And I think people probably can see that a lot of my community already knows me and they can see it. And I started this group already, and you know, talking about this and reinventing yourself after 40 and and it really struck a nerve by with a lot of women it's just that a lot of women in the group felt that i should do something about style first because you know they also wanted to reinvent themselves in terms of style because their bodies change you know that so so many things change when you get older and once i had done that and i've and that's all running smoothly then i really go into the entrepreneurial part because i just think there's so many opportunities out there and I think that more more women should jump on the bandwagon and uh, tap into the amazing power of the internet. Sylvia, had you had experience as an entrepreneur before you started 40 Plus Style? I did, yeah. I mean, I moved to Australia. I'm actually Dutch and I moved to Australia in, um, in around 2000. And I was... I was a, a marketer and a marketing executive and I, I, I managed to get one job, I think, in Australia and I hated it. And I've always hated jobs. I just couldn't fit in. So I really wanted to set up a, a company at, at that time. But I had no idea what. I was really searching for what I could do. I just knew that I wanted to do something tangible, so something that I could show to the world, not just, you know, some vague marketing research. So I started thinking about more about design and interior and I really was really into interior design at the time and then started to do the school of color design learning about color and, and graphics and I quickly discovered that I wasn't that creative in terms of paint and I did a lot of painting and everything and it just wasn't for me so I discovered the internet a little bit before I was working at a, a magazine a internet magazine so I knew already about the internet and I found it fascinating and so I decided to teach myself how to create websites. And as I was doing the course, I decided that was going to be my thing. That was going to be my creativity. So I set up a company in uh, Sydney, in Australia, to create websites for other people. Then that, that actually went really well. And of course, as from a marketing background, I also made sure that they had a good website. It was structured well. They could be found in Google and that was doing pretty well and I was having my own business and you know word spread and I got more customers but then we moved to um, to be moved to Singapore and I took some of my clients with me but at that time I was getting a little bit bored with the business and I also felt it was still like a job you were still doing work for somebody else you were still doing what somebody else wanted you to do and you were basically making other people successful um, and you were just getting paid by the hour so to speak 
So at that time, I really started thinking about getting my own website. I had thought about it before and looking back, of course, I kicked myself for not being a little bit smarter at that time because I, at that time there was so many opportunities. I mean, it was so easy to get, you know, to get high rankings in Google. I just didn't get it at the time. I just, you know, the, the, the penny hadn't dropped how I could turn that into a legitimate business. And at that time, also WordPress got into play because before it was all HTML and, and coding and Dreamweaver. So this time, WordPress got really big and I started learning WordPress and then I started thinking about new ideas and then we moved to China and, you know, put things on hold for a bit. Then we moved back to Singapore and I really, really, really wanted to have my own website at that time. So I started playing with ideas and, and topics. I got it wrong a few times until I finally got it right with 40 plus style and because of all the trial and error, I knew what to do and I knew how to do it right. And yeah, that side took off pretty quickly. And you said that was five years ago when you started 40 plus style? Yeah, five, five and a half years ago, something like that. Yeah, yes. And can you tell us how it's evolved in that five years? So starting off with the original idea for 40 plus style, what it was in its infancy and then what it is today. At the, at the beginning, it was just a blog. It was just, um, I was just telling people, you know, giving them inspiration and telling them what to wear. And I've quickly found that the how-to articles do the best. I mean, uh, I was good at SEO and getting uh, articles to rank. I um, noticed that a few articles were ranking. So I started really helping women and connecting with them and also connecting with some other bloggers and helping them with their problems on how to dress after 40. Uh, so for many, quite a few years, I just blogged and I just wrote something every day and I created a community of all kinds of other bloggers. I interviewed a lot of the bloggers to feature on my blog. So I got more immersed into the community I started creating more articles that women want to read. But after a few years, I realized that I was doing too much of the work. I was um, just working and creating a blog after one blog and I wasn't really doing anything different um, I think maybe two years in, I, I, I started doing a challenge. I heard about doing challenges and doing something to, you know, to make a product because everybody said, well, you need to create a product. But I thought, well, I don't have time. I mean, I'm already so busy doing all the blogs every day and co connecting with the community. Where do I find the time? And then I think Darren Rouse from Pro Blogger Conference, he said, well, if you start doing something 15 minutes a day, you always have 15 minutes a day. You start creating your product in that 15 minutes, you can do it. So I thought, okay, I can do something similar like that. And I can create a challenge or uh, that I can do. And basically, I could just create it like a blog post, but it would be a challenge at the same time and people could participate. And then when I finish that, I can turn that into a book, which is exactly what I did. I organized the first challenge. Uh, hundreds of people signed up. The blog was never as engaged as it was at that time. And I then turned that challenge into my first ebook. And so, Sylvia, so it was two years before you even started to monetize this, right? No, I was monetizing it already before that with okay. uh, AdSense. Yeah, I was. I was. I mean, and the, because the, the the traffic 
I think it started within half a year. I already had 50,000 monthly visitors. So I thought that, you know, that, that that was pretty good. So I could already earn some money through AdSense. And I already, I was already familiar with affiliate marketing and I was already part of the network. So I already started doing, uh, whenever I talked about a product or whenever I recommended something, I would uh, use my affiliate link. I was one of the first to get into reward style, which was a new affiliate network, which was great because I knew I had worked with some of the other affiliate networks and they were very cumbersome and linking and finding products. So I always found it too much hassle for the return that you would get. But then Reward Style was released and that is was especially done for fashion and style bloggers like me. And they created all these wonderful widgets, which made it really easy to uh, gather uh, products that you like and put them in a widget and put them on your site. So I was already doing that. So I was already making money through AdSense and affiliate sales. So yeah, the urgency of products wasn't really there, but I I knew that I had to do more and, and to grow it, I needed to create my own products as well. Now it looks like you're not using AdSense anymore. Is that correct? I still using AdSense. Yeah, I'm right. one of those people that 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 still uses it because basically it's I just find it one of the easiest way to make a lot of a lot of uh, passive income. Um, I have since started creating more uh, products. I've since started created courses. I don't have my ebooks anymore. I turned it into courses, and now I've got a membership site. But still, a large chunk of my revenue is still through AdSense because it's just so easy. I just put that code on the side. I earn money. I mean, I can go away for months and it earns me money. It's like I I earn a lot of money on articles I've written five years ago, which I like. And I know a lot of people say, oh, you shouldn't do that. But but I think until I have a product that is really, um, really, you know, going through the roof and selling a lot of uh, programs, then I will still continue to use it because I don't think it's a huge problem to have a few ads on my site, to be honest, because it is a, a very much a content website still with, you know, more than five, 1500 articles posted. And it, how many subscribers do you have these days, Sylvia? Um, I still have about 500,000 monthly visitors visiting the site. And uh, sub- newsletter subscribers, I have about uh, 33,000 at the moment. I, I, I put um, a subscriber form on the site almost from the beginning, maybe not the real beginning, but I never really pushed it that much. Mm-hmm. What I have done since a year ago, I've really started to have a lot more uh, lead magnets, you know, uh, free gifts that people can uh, get when they sign up. And I've, I've put a lot more on them, a lot more specific ones on, on popular articles. So I've become a lot more strategic in gathering emails and targeting specific people on my email list. And I think that's going to be a game changer for the, for the years ahead because I found that, yeah, the money truly is in the list in that sense because if you want to sell products and courses and memberships, you really need to have people on your list. So I've made that a priority the last year. What have been some of the biggest lessons you've learned in building this community, Sylvia? Uh, biggest lessons? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's 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 it, SEO. I think is almost always important. I think you have to write 
what people want to uh, what what people need help with so you always have to focus on the on the on the problems and the issues of your community and then you have to connect with them you have to reply to the emails and connect with them in the comments uh, in as much as you can and then yeah what i've learned is also that you do need to collect those email addresses and you do you do need to provide a lot of value before they are willing to buy from you people are not going to just buy something from a stranger that you need to really give them value you need to show that you know your stuff you need to give them something first prove that you are the real deal and you know giving people specific opt-ins you know i always at the beginning i always thought oh, that's so cheap you know you give people something and it's like a bribe but they do work and 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 they are help very helpful i um i also learned that you can actually transform your uh, translate your content that you already have into a really useful lead magnet so it's not ex- necessarily a lot of extra work you just need to reformat it put it in a different um, you know different um, i don't know how to say it uh, you know, out out of form, and and then you can just create a nice ebook, or you can create a nice list, or something that people find useful. Once you do that, and you really target them on their specific issues, then you really uh, can sell a lot more. Um, the, I just launched my membership site, and I, that would never have been possible if I didn't have a a, a good email list. I've also learned that I also took always took pride in the fact that all my traffic was free and I didn't have to pay for it. But now I learned that it's actually much smarter to sometimes pay for a bit of traffic, really targeted, and then uh, great, great funnels around that. And then basically it's still free because what you pay, you get back. So in that sense, I've become a lot smarter. What I has also learned is that I need to be a lot more a manager and a CEO in my business rather than just a technician and a doer. This is something that is a work in process. Um, I need to outsource a lot more and delegate more. I still find that very difficult, but that is one big learning thing that I'm doing right now. I'm really trying to outsource, delegate, build systems, get more people to help me so that I can actually grow the business and spend more time on the other business that I want to create. So you mentioned before we started recording the podcast, Sylvia, that you had just finished up an hour and a half on a Facebook Live feed with your community. So it sounds like you're using that as a strategy to connect and build your community. So what are some ways that you're using Facebook Live to connect with them? Yeah, I should actually do more Facebook because the problem is I'm a bit of an introvert. So it is actually quite challenging for me to... um, to start to to to, to initiate uh, more of those this was a, a facebook live with i actually did an interview live on facebook with a new technology i've just learned about um in my private member group so this was for my paying members and uh, i like that because i'm really getting to know them and it's like you know you're really helping them we're doing a challenge so we're, we're talking more about the challenge um, I'm doing Facebook Live also in my, I have a, uh, a, pay, a page that I'm using and I also have another free group that I uh, that I have. So definitely Facebook Live is very helpful in getting close to those groups. I should absolutely be doing more of that. I should also do more webinars. There's basically so much more I can do to grow it, to, to grow my business. I'm only just using like 10% of what I could possibly do. But that's also why I need to um, get more people on board to help me with all of that, because there's a lot of things that I could do to grow the business even further. And I'm not really doing as yet. What is the next 
five years look like for you and 40 plus style? Uh, I don't know. I mean, um, sometimes I think, okay, maybe you should just keep the status quo and then focus on my new project. And then the other times I think, well, I think I have so much untapped potential that I could still do. What I've decided is that I'm going to focus for the time being on 40 plus style. And that's why I set up the membership site. That is actually you know, taking quite a bit of, of my work. And I still have to see if that can grow to what I think it has potential to. So that's my focus for the time being. I also think that I could do a lot more with product development and creation, maybe collaborating with others. And for example, I'm a big proponent of jewelry and statements, accessories, and I could do a lot more maybe sell my own line or you know sell somebody else's products under my name something like that i think that's a big, a big opportunity i mean the membership side could grow quite a lot i could create more courses or you know i could really start with my 40 plus entrepreneur and let that take over and maybe find somebody else that does more of the 40 plus style work maybe get another editor in place a more senior person have you thought about a podcast? I think this would be a great niche for a podcast. I have thought about a podcast and I actually already recorded a few interviews with uh, people for 40 plus entrepreneur. That was my plan. I was going to do a <laughs> podcast for 40 plus entrepreneur. I was going to really focus on that because I wanted a new challenge. The problem was that I got feedback that people wanted to have more on style and I felt that maybe already I have that big community there already. Maybe I should do that first. But um I, I, I started the podcast. I've, I've wanted to do it. The problem is time. I just have so many things I want to do and I have so many projects, but I just, I'm just one person. I still do a lot of the work. I just can't find the time to do it, but yeah. I would love to start my podcast for, but I would do it for the 40 plus entrepreneur side, not for, for the, not for 40 plus style. I will keep 40 plus style. I will keep that to doing more videos, doing more Facebook lives and, and concentrating on my, my membership and, and concentrating on that group. And I think, um, 40 plus entrepreneur, I will definitely consider doing a podcast. Well, if you have any questions about podcasting or need any tip, feel free to ask. Great. That's fine. Yeah. I want to ask you a question. What do you feel has been your biggest challenge as being a female entrepreneur? Um, I don't know. I think that the, the male entrepreneurs, they, I think they tend to be a little bit more sales focused, more, you know, profit focused. I think as females, we just want to give lots of value we want to really help people we take it all very personal we are not as quick to scale and to go to higher levels we just want to have it nice and cozy and comfortable and i think we we don't push ourselves as much as we could do i mean i think i should have started outsourcing and creating systems earlier than i have done and i think that's probably because uh, as females we just don't think big enough you know we just don't want to think really big I, I remember when i started this business my aim was to do three thousand a month and i thought you know that would already be really good and now i've felt you know i've quadrupled that and i'm still not and now i'm like oh but i can do better I, there's so much more p p potential right i can do so much more and and um that's also, you know, I mean, I'm not typical for most women because I do constantly challenge myself and strive for more. But I think as women, we tend to be, be quite happy with less, 
more quickly than than men. I think I, I I see them just being a little bit more hungrier and getting bigger. And I think we need to learn to own the fact that we're powerful and that we can accomplish great things and we can create big companies. I think it's no no coincidence that there's just so many more men in the entrepreneurial space than women, right? I mean, certainly the the, the men that are certainly they're more known, you know, they they scream from the rooftops a bit louder, I guess, than the than the women do. I mean, there's so few women entrepreneurs that are looked up by uh, that are really part of this uh, big entrepreneurial gang that is going around the internet. So I think we definitely need to change a little bit of that. Excellent, Sylvia. Is there anything else that you would like to add for the listeners? Um, I don't know. I would just say give it a go. And I think the most important thing that you need to do is just get going. You have to get going before you are ready. Uh, I think that comes from Marie Forio, but I really agree with her. It's so important to just get going because I know that for years I was just learning, learning, learning. And learning is a lot of fun. I still enjoy learning. And sometimes when I have too much to do, I I, I, tend my, I, I find myself on this learning spree again. I want to learn more things. And learning is really important. Don't get me wrong. But you really only learn, really, really learn when you start doing things and you start making mistakes. If I hadn't started before I felt was ready, I mean, I, I would have never started because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. Though, you, you know, the thing is, you will never get it perfect. You will never get things perfect. You always have to ship things before they are perfect. So I think that is the one thing that I want to tell your listeners: just to get going, just do something, start with something, set up that site. Even if you're not 100% sure if that's the real thing or that's going to work, just get going and then make your mistakes. And and soon enough, you will find sooner or later what's going to work. But you won't find out if you don't start. Sylvia, that was amazing information and wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for spending your time and teaching the other listeners and the entrepreneurs. Big thanks for you. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It was a great pleasure. And if the listeners wanted to reach out to you, Sylvia, where's the best place they could find you at? Well, they can find me at 40plusstyle.com. That's 40plusstyle.com. This is where, you know, if, if you're young, you can tell your moms <laughs> to go there because this is especially for women over 40. So if you're an older entrepreneur or you want to be an entrepreneur, then you can also find me at 40 plus entrepreneur.com there's a a place there where you can uh, get yourself on the email list so when I really get going on with that um, then you can you will be notified and you will also if you sign up for that you will also get a link to the private Facebook group where I will get more active uh, in the coming months I mean I'm still very busy with uh, with 40 plus style but I'm learning a lot more lessons that I will share I have so much to share and you know, I, 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 it, I think it's going to be good to learn from somebody that's actually done it in a niche that's not about making money online. I think that's so important because so many people are learning from people that have only earned money from telling people, other people, how to earn money. You need to go to people that have actually done it in the niche that's not about making money online. And, um, and, I've, and that's also why I never started this five years ago, because I wanted to start this five years ago. But I thought, no, I can't, because I first need to prove myself that I can do this. Mm. So now that I've proven myself, I feel that I can teach people, other women, to do this. And I especially want to teach older women, you know, to do this and uh, tap into this amazing opportunity that is the Internet. 
because you know let's face it i'm a dutch girl living in singapore reaching women in the u.s mostly i mean isn't that crazy yeah it's it is pretty amazing when you think about it it is yeah Sylvia, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. And listeners, thank you for joining us once again on the podcast. We'll put all the links in the show notes. And we will sign off here and see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six- and seven-figure entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day-to-day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for attendees, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year, our main event will be held in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It is four weeks from October 26th to November 24th and held for six and seven figure entrepreneurs only. It will be full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, co-working, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. This event will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, be sure to contact us through theentrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact. We will respond as soon as possible. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.